We'd like to welcome you to our current event and weekly Bible study for July 7, 2014. And today we're going to be mostly focusing in on the whole border meltdown um, regarding the illegal aliens pouring in and all of the ramifications regarding that, because this could definitely be a, a tipping point in a lot of different ways for this for this country. Now, just to start off with some Bible verses to kind of set the tone, the Bible says in Psalm 94, verse 16 and 20, and I, you've, you've heard me quote these verses before, but they're good to kind of refresh our memory, particularly because they're so pertinent regarding the day and times we live in. It says, Who will rise up for me against the evildoers? Or who will stand up for me against the workers of iniquity? With question marks on both of those. So it, it appears as though the Lord, I believe, is always asking that question. Those questions. Um, of his remnant, in some way, shape, or form. There's different ways you can battle. You can literally be there. You can literally battle on your knees. You can fast and pray. I mean, there's you can educate others. And so, there's more than one ways. To, to do battle. And then it says, Shall the throne of iniquity have fellowship with thee, which frameth mischief by a law? And this is exactly what is being done on an increasing basis, more and more every day, more and more insane, rogue, dictatorial, satanic, unilateral decisions being thrust upon us by the Obama administration, I would imagine, via his Illuminati handlers. They're framing, like we frame, you've ever heard of like they framed the Constitution? They're framing mischief. They're framing evil by a law. All of these unjust laws. A lot of them, there, there is no law to even support what they're doing. Particularly what they're doing right now at the border. There's no law supporting them. They're just making it up as they go. They have a rubber ruler. They stretch it any way they want. So, we're not to have fellowship with the throne of iniquity. And this throne would be, you know, in, in this particular case, I think you'd be in reference to the wicked, corrupt United States government. The way the way that it has become. I'm not saying everybody in government is all bad, but... It is a corrupt institution. It is being further leavened by the day. And leaven is always in the Bible like a type of sin or bad doctrine. And a little leaven leaveneth the whole lump, as the Bible says. So it doesn't take a lot of sin to permeate through. And it has pretty much gone through uh, all branches of, of government at this point. First Chronicles 12.32 and the children of Issachar were men that had understanding of the times to know what Israel ought to do. So because they had understanding of the times, they knew what Israel ought to do. They weren't just burying their heads regarding the current events of their day. And they had understanding of the times that they were living in. Um, and that gave them the ability, through the Lord as well, to know what Israel ought to do. And then it goes on to say, the heads of them were 200, so there was 200 of them, and all their brethren were at their commandment. So they, these 200 were like the leaders. 
And then you can go to verses that you, you look at like the opposite of this happening, like my children are, are destroyed for lack of knowledge, Hosea 4, 6, and, and these types of, of, of verses where, you know, uh, we're not to be ignorant of Satan's devices lest he get an advantage of us. Unfortunately for the typical, I would say, American, quote, Christian, and then the secular crowd as well, and not to say there's not an awakening going on, because there is, but I, I'm just saying the typical one. They're, they're, they have buried their heads in the sand, and, and this is something that, you know, they're probably going to end up siding with the government regarding whatever is going to be decided. And um, this is why it's important to try to educate other people in, in, in these types of things. Now, 1 Corinthians 16.13 says, Watch ye stand fast in the faith, Quit you like men, be strong. Quit means behave. So, um, where to watch? Wherever, whatever time of, of history we're in, we're to always watch and stand fast in the faith and behave like men. Obviously, men behaving like men. You know, not so much women behaving, but, but I think the whole thing is being courageous, being brave is, is always a good attribute for any, any Christian. Um, and then First Thessalonians five five six says, "Let us not, let us not, therefore let us not sleep, as do others." Which again, getting back to what I said earlier, that's the typical norm of the typical corporate five hundred one c three American pseudo Christian going to a church where they're not being warned. Now, not all church. I'm not saying all five hundred one c three churches are not warning. You know, I'm not saying all of them, but I think we'd safe to say the vast majority are are hearing a message that's just tickling their ears. They're the, the the preachers in the pulpit are hirelings that have no true love for the sheep, and they're doing it for the money. They're doing it for the hire, and um, therefore they're not getting the truth. They're not getting the hard truth, which would hurt their attendance, hurt their tithing into the church. It's So much of this reverts back to money, which the love of money is the root of all evil, and also being a pleaser of men. And if the blind leadeth the blind, they'll both fall into a ditch. The Bible's very clear on that, and that's kind of the typical uh, cemetery, I mean, seminary-trained 501c3 corporate pastor of America. Typical, I'm not saying all, but, but the typical, the vast majority... Uh, if that were not so, then I think, uh, I know America would be a much different place. But because these um, pastors have, have done this, and have churches like this, and have congregations like this, America has, is, is degenerated into what it, it, it is now, in large part, thanks to the lukewarm churches. And then you go to uh, Revelation chapter 3, and you look at the Laodicean church, and they're blind, weak, wretched, naked, yet they think they're in need of nothing. You know, they think they're doing pretty good, but that's not how God sees them. And I'm not saying that because I think I'm so perfect either, by any stretch of the imagination. I'm just saying that, I mean, we, we, we can definitely all improve. Um, but in general, I'd say that's a pretty accurate depiction of the modern day um, Church of America. So, we're not to sleep, as do others, but let us watch, 
and be sober. And that's what a lot of the, the, the teachings that we get into as a watchman ministry, that's my burden to be a watchman and to warn um, of the impending things that the government via Satan and then a lot of other subjects we cover may have in store for us and therefore we can pray, fast, warn others and in that way make a difference. And in that way hopefully in the end many people will come to know the Lord Jesus Christ as their Savior as a result of things like this, because you can use things like this as a tremendous ice-breaking tool, whereas if you just try to go up to someone and start witnessing to them, that may not be the best course of action in certain instances. Sometimes you need an ice-breaking tool in order to get you to that point. And hopefully that's what ministries like this will do, and as... As ministries like this are more validated, meaning regarding what is being said is coming to pass, then it gives more credibility. Now, granted, then you have Satan trying to discredit ministries like this, which, you know, you're always going to run into that as well. So, um, let's go ahead and get into the teaching. And the first report is called Border Meltdown, Obama Delivers 290,000 Illegals to U.S. Homes. Now, this is not including all of the other, like, MS-13 and all of the other gang members that are also pouring in to the country and have been pouring in for decades. This is not including all of the other illegal uh, immigrants that are already here. Uh, this is just the ones that they, they're documenting. Most of the time, though, these are not documented, obviously. They come in illegally. They're snuck in through these dudes called coyotes, typically. They're, that's what they call themselves. They're not really coyotes. Um, but they're paid. Uh, they pay these coyotes to smuggle them in. And um, obviously, there's no real way of keeping track of that. They don't want to be kept track of. They want to come here under the cover of darkness. So what we're talking about here is totally different. These these are the ones that are literally coming in and surrendering and saying, here I am, I put my foot on your soil, so now therefore give me amnesty. The people coming into our country are not merely the children or the poor seeking a better life. They are cartel gang members, foreign terrorists, drug smugglers. They have taken over ranches on the border, national parks on the border, and our federal agents are treasonously following the president by allowing it. Now, I'm not saying all of, of the Border Patrol agents are bad, but you have to think that the people near the top of that food chain are, gonna, are doing exactly what Obama's telling them to do. They're incredibly underfunded. There's no real fence to protect in, in tons of areas. There's no fence at all. So, it makes, it makes the illegal alien's job much easier and this is exactly all the plan, and this is all by design. And what they're trying to do here is create such a, quote, humanitarian crisis, because it's all about the children, remember, that, and to browbeat everybody into saying, you know what, there's so many, they're all coming, they, they need a better way of life. We, you know, we, it doesn't matter what they're bringing to the table. We need to just take them in, uh, if we have any humanity left in us, and... um open the borders up, just form the North American Union, which is exactly what, what where this is going to most likely end up if it's unchecked, where Canada, America, and um, Mexico will form one big country, and, and 
Central America, I believe, as well, uh, will form one big country. And therefore, none of this will be illegal anymore. None of it, it, They're not saying it's illegal now. They're encouraging it. They have more rights than we do. And we're going to prove that through this study, as we've proven in many other times. And um, anyway, the children are merely a smokescreen, and we are falling for it. Well, not us. I, I can't stand when, when reports say we. Like, okay, don't broad brush me into your report. I have not fallen for it. I'm exposing it. And I'm sure you listening to this feel the same way. It's like when you say, nobody's talking. Blanket statements like that are not accurate. Let's try to be accurate with our verbiage. You know, I know you you could say it's nitpicky, but it's like, okay, well, then that means not one person on the planet saying this. No, most are not. And I'm sure I've done it. You know, it's just that when they say, we're falling. No, I'm not falling for it. A ton of other people are not falling for this. You know, so the children are merely a smokescreen, and most are falling for it because it's easier than believing what we are seeing. As they enter, these uninvited invaders are bringing with them diseases that were wiped out here in the United States. And this is another huge reason all of this is happening. To reintroduce these diseases to not only the human population, but to the livestock population. And we're going to talk about that at length today. Our children are now at risk. Our children are at risk from these illegal aliens pouring in that are bringing all of these diseases. They're coming into the country, which has no money, but is borrowing it all from China. Now, I just got into a huge study not too long ago regarding um, the whole Clive Bundy stand down uh, at the ranch there and, and how China tied into that and how we were giving away huge swaths of not only the land, but the mineral rights to the land in order to pay back this unbelievable debt we owe China, and what China is giving us in return is essentially it's been propping up the dollar for a long time now. And that will finally get to a point where the dollar can't be propped up anymore. China uh, will essentially be and has been given the United States. And they're just trying to kind of do it on an incremental fashion. So, uh, we have minimal jobs. Approximately one-third of all Americans are currently unemployed or, or no longer seeking employment. So who is supporting the illegals? Well, the remainder of the working class. Uh, we will also be told to support these latest arrivals as well. I remember when Cuba emptied their insane asylum prisons and sent them to Florida. I talked about that not too long ago. Is this the same thing that is happening now? In that year, after they did that, with the Cuban boat lift, the murder rate in Miami, I, I got into that statistic not too long ago. It, it was like, I think it went up, at least four times. I mean, it was. I mean, this just really, in comparison to the to the to the population, it wasn't a lot of people of Miami, and it just made their murder and crime rate explode. You know, so again, a little leaven leaven at the whole lump. I mean, not to say Miami was ever puritanical, but we're talking the worst elements of society dumped into uh, Miami via the Cuban boat lift. And so, I'm sure there were some exceptions, but I'm, I'm saying in large part. So, um, let's see here. Uh, let's see. Okay, so I remember when the C- Cuba emptied their insane asylum prisons and sent them to Florida. Is the same thing happening now? Are they getting rid of their unwanted? You have to ask yourself, and, and it goes on to say absolutely. You have to ask yourself, what kind of mother or dad in Central America, I don't care how bad it is down there. I don't. 
You as a parent, put yourself in this position. Telling little Johnny or little Molly, you know what, Johnny or Molly, I know you're only like six or seven. But you know, the time has come. It's, it's just too bad here. Things, things are just, I don't know, you know, they're just not too good here. I, I, I know the crime rate's bad and, and the gangs and the drugs and stuff like that. I think you need to strike out on your own. I really do. I've been thinking, giving this a lot of thought. And um, I hear that they're giving away amnesty up in America there. All you have to do is make it through the remainder of, of the wicked, corrupt uh, Central America, through all of these states that, that you won't have any passport or visa or any type of, of ID to get through at all. Put yourself at risk from every type of pervert, pedophile, drug dealer, gang member on the way. And maybe, maybe, there's a good chance you might survive that gauntlet of evil. And then all of the Santa Morarte death cult, how that's that's one of the main, main religions now in you know Mexico and in Central America where they literally worship the angel of death. I'm sure that that's not going to bring any kind of evil or wickedness on the country, even though I've documented it over and over how brutal they are. And, and you know, I want you to go literally hundreds if not thousands of miles across land by yourself on foot with no identification, no nothing. I want you to just really wing it. Put your faith in Santa Morati. Put your faith in the angel of death. We'll be praying for you. We'll be burning um, uh, you know, incense and maybe sacrificing a small animal every night in your honor to hopefully get you to the border. So you can maybe make it to America where you'll disappear and we'll probably never see you again because only God knows what they're going to do to you up there because I'm sure the American government is so wonderful and so nice and so pure. And this is exactly what I got into before about how I guarantee you a ton of these Children are going to just disappear into the system and never be heard from again. What do Luciferians love to do? They love to vampirize and annihilate and destroy and defile innocence. Well, they've got their own... I mean, man, this is like, you know, uh, Christmas morning to the perverts in high government. They're going to have a crack at all these little kids coming. But I'm, I'm terrible because I don't care about the children. Even though I'm pointing out all of these things about, no, 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 hold on. You got it all wrong. The parents, as far as I'm concerned, are the ones that don't care about their kids. If they're willing, there is no way on God's green earth I would ever do that with my daughter. I'm sorry. There is no, I could never live with myself. I, I, there's no way. I, could you? Think about it. Yeah, just. You know, I'll never probably ever see you again, and, and, and God knows what's going to happen to you. Who, who knows what manner of evil you're going to fall into? Of this, of this gauntlet of evil you'd have to go through thousands of miles on foot, and maybe you can catch a ride somewhere along the ride. I mean, maybe with just minimal amounts of money. How are you going to eat? Where, where are you going to get clean water? What kind of monster does that to their child? I don't view them as noble. I'm sorry. I don't view them at all as noble. And then I'm going to get the inevitable response from from somebody, and it's usually maybe one or two a week. You don't know because you're not there. Dude or ma'am, I don't care if I'm not there. I'm telling you as a parent, I would never in a billion gazillion years do that. 
at least if they were with me, I could have some chance of protecting them. And not only that, but if they were with me, we could pray together, where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am in the midst of them, Jesus Christ, and we could pray about the situation. I don't see any Bible at all for doing what they're talking about. Do you ever see Jesus saying um, to like anybody that he ever interacted with in the thing, you know, make sure that you, you send your, your little child off and, and uh, uh, into, the, into the great unknown, into, into this uh, uh, matrix of evil, and hopefully they'll come out okay, maybe. Send them to a wicked government and, and across wicked lands and, and through this gauntlet of evil. Jesus said that if you, it were better that a millstone were hung about your neck and you'd be cast into the midst of the, of the sea than you offend one of these little ones that believeth on me. Doesn't sound like Jesus would be really pro-parents just sending their kids out into the abyss. Well, some of them have, have people they'll be reunited with in, in America. Oh, good, so they're illegal. And then this little illegal alien child is going to go join them and they'll live happily ever after. Well, here's the deal. I don't, I don't view that as noble either because they still have to go through the gauntlet of evil thousands and thousands of miles. And the bottom line is they're still here illegally when it's all said and done. I, I, you know, I try to envision myself being one of those parents and I'm like, there ain't no, there ain't no way. Ain't no way. It would ever happen. Mm Mm-mm. No, so I don't view this as this big noble thing that these parents are doing. When you really start to uh, think about it. So, going further, they're getting rid of their unwanted. That's what I... 100%. They, like the Bible talks about, not having natural affection. That's how I would view this. For the most part, okay, maybe there's then maybe there's an exception to the rule. Maybe there's a point zero one one exception to the rule. Okay, but for the most part, I think they're without natural affection, and they're getting rid of their unwanted. So going further. The states receive no to minimal money from the federal government to house and care for these intruders. They must subsidize it themselves. That is you folks. This is why the tax rates will skyrocket and have skyrocketed. To a, I mean, they, they, the, just the inflation rate alone. Well, not only that, when you print money out of thin air, that has to happen. The feds aren't even telling us any longer where they are dropping off these freeloaders. Make no mistake, they are coming in with nothing, no skills, no English language, no ability to find work. The vast majority of 50,000 unaccompanied youths and children who have been illegally crossed the Texas border during the last few months have been successfully delivered by federal agencies to their relatives living in the United States, according to a New York Times article. Whether that's the case, whatever. I don't believe what they're saying. But the fact remains is that you've got 50,000 illegal aliens here. And evidently, it's the federal government's job to get them to their other illegal alien uh, relatives that are here so that they can live happily ever after. Meanwhile, 
tyranny from the big brother state just increases every single day over its law-abiding citizens who are rightfully and legally here. We're the real enemies. Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil. That's just the norm. Now, as I've stated many other times, a second New York Times article report revealed that officials have caught an additional, uh, just an additional, 240,000. Whoa, I thought we were just talking about 50. No, no, this is only 240. This is only almost five times that amount. So, second New York Times article. They've caught an additional additional 240,000. Eh, you know. Central uh, American illegal uh, aliens since April. And are transporting many of them to their destinations throughout the United States as well. That's what we're being told. How many of them actually really get there because of the other nefarious things that I highly am suspecting that I, I'm sorry I haven't heard anyone even broach that subject yet? What's, what's, come on, what are, what are the true numbers? They like child sacrifice. I mean, the gang members, we're not, that, this isn't even part of that. This isn't even part of all the Ill- illegal um, aliens from other countries. The gang members from Central America, Mexico, the, the uh, Islamic terrorists that are pouring in through the border, and that's been going on for a long time, to uh, strengthen their sleeper cells that they've already got on American soil. Our, our U.S. news has reported on this many times, but they don't do anything about it, because Islam gets a free pass for everything. Just like um, any kind of evil thing, like the gay and lesbian, bisexual, transgender, they always get free passes, and pro-abortion, they always get free. The more wicked and evil it is, the more it's going to get a free pass. And that's, I mean, and again, illegal immigration, totally eagle, uh, uh, evil, and it gets a free pass. It's to free everything. See, that's how you know something's evil anymore. Just look at what the government's condoning and loving and trying to convince you is good. You know it's evil. The 290,000 illegals so far are exploiting legal loopholes that allow them to get temporary permits to stay in the United States. It's not that they're exploiting them. They're being given this on a silver platter. It's not like they're coming in here with law degrees and saying, you know what, I think I'm going to exploit this legal loophole. They're being given it to them on on a silver platter. Here, here you go. We're going to tell you how to stay here for good. We want to destroy this country, and you are an integral part of doing that for us. You bring your diseases in. You bring, you know, this dilution to the employment pool in. You bring your Santa Morati death cult and whatever other paganism. You, you, you're defiling us on so many different levels, and we love it. Because this is what we want to do. We want to bring about the absolute total annihilation and destruction of America, lock, stock, and barrel. And you are an integral piece in that chess puzzle. And you are the integral piece in bringing about the North American Union so we can have ten world regions, just like the Bible talks about, ten kings in the Bible, where we'll have ten regional areas where, you know, the rule of law, the rule of the one world government under Antichrist the false prophet will be given. And this is a big part of that happening. So let's go further here. Experts say that President Barack Obama's administration has failed to close the loopholes and is unlikely to deport more than a small percentage of illegals, despite the high unemployment rate among American, legal American, um, Latin uh, African-American and white youth, but the strap budgets of many cities 
and the strap budgets of many cities and towns. The president's policy has caused protests by frightened citizens in the towns as Murrieta, California, but Obama's allies, such as La Raza, we'll talk about them a little bit more later, which is an ethnic lobby for Latinos, uh, a very sick, evil ethnic lobby, uh, are eager to escalate the conflict and to paint the protesters as racist, because that's the way it always goes. Anytime you do anything against Obama, you're a racist. You know, it doesn't matter if all you want to, you're trying to do is get them to uphold the rule of law. You're racist. These, those protests may escalate before the November elections. The Central American parents of the 50,000 youths and children are using a 2008 law to ensure their children are transported uh, to them for free by a relay of the Border Patrol and Department of Health and Human Services officials. Again, what kind of parent sends their kid off into the dark of night, into that devil abyss, that they this gauntlet they have to go through? I mean, there is unbelievable to me. The youths are delivered to the border patrol by smugglers dubbed coyotes in exchange for several thousands of dollars. The new data was included in the 19th paragraph of the 20 of a 20 paragraph July 3rd article and there's a link to it here if you want to access that. Top immigration officials and this is would be the PDF for July 7th, 2014, which I give those there's always typically one with every single study we do and it's freeze, the autos are all free. So, top immigration officials choose not to check if relatives or parents who pick up the children are in the country illegally. Or legally. They choose not to check. Who, who's ever picking them up that's good enough for us? Yeah, why don't you try that next time if you like, get pulled over something and say, you know, you don't need to see my ID. There's no reason for that. If you were an illegal alien, they probably wouldn't even try. Oh, okay, you're free to go. That's what they do. But if you're a law-abiding American, oh man, forget it. You're you're going to go down. We've got orders. You're you're the enemy. These are the good guys. You know. So the top immigration officials they choose not to check if the relatives or parents who pick up the children are in the country legally. They don't care. You could have some pedophile picking them up. You know. Both New York Times articles describe the border crossing illegal aliens as immigrants. In fact, immigrants is a term for people who legally migrate into the United States. The 240,000 strong group largely consists of many mothers and young children, most of whom are now being flown and bused to destinations near where they wish to settle. Oh good, well I'm so glad that we're giving you the red carpet, velvet glove treatment, and we're going to take you exactly where you want to settle, illegally. Because you've really earned it. You know, you've really done it the right way. You've, you've, you went through all the proper legal channels. So that new 240,000 number was included in the seventh, seventh paragraph of the 24 paragraph article that we just mentioned earlier. Few of the illegal immigrants are high school graduates or have skills that would allow them to earn more than they cost to earn more than they cost to federal, state, and local taxpayers. But again, that's part of bankrupting the whole country. And, and using the middle class to do it, bankrupting the middle class. Because we're the ones that are going to have to pay for all this, or a lot of it. So let's go further. Uh, here, this report is the illegal invasion from Ground Zero. Reporter John Bown investigates the threat of a widespread livestock and human disease that is gripping South Texas. Now, we're just in the initial stages of this, and this is being suppressed in the media as well. 
So as the Obama administration turns a blind eye toward the imminent threat facing taxpaying Americans, heedful ranch owners have issued a blunt warning for the rest of the, of the United States, currently being forced to harbor illegals in their communities. Dr. Michael and Linda Vickers are the founders of Texas Border Volunteers, an organization based in Falfurias, Texas, that assists Border Patrol by serving as observers and reporting illegal activity. Their everyday life and death struggle should serve as a palpable uh, forewarning of the disease, violence, and economic impact of the deluge of illegal aliens surging into the Main Street America. We're going to go ahead and pl- I'm going to play kind of a series of audio clips here. This is going to be about an eight-minute one. Okay, so we'll go ahead and play this. These people are bringing tens of thousands of... Now, this is Dr. Michael Vickers. And again, I'll give you the link to this if you want to watch the video. Um, Texas Border Patrol Volunteer. ...on their clothing into Texas whenever they go down to the riverbank. So he says they're bringing a lot of larvae on their clothing when they go down to the riverbank and probably a lot of other places. And uh, brush up against that uh, Carrizo cane and uh, all the property they go through, uh, these larvae are dropped off. Uh, the larvae then get on on a plant and then get on our white-tailed deer. Consequently, there's a tick zone that runs all the way from uh, Del Rio to Brownsville, and and the uh, USDA and the Animal Health Commission have tick riders that try to catch this livestock uh, coming across the river and, and get it caught. So people, though, uh, uh, are still coming, and there's been some uh, properties that uh, have come into quarantine uh, miles off the river uh, that even had high fences where the livestock and the deer could not infect it. Uh, they were affected because, because of the human trafficking and the, and the people coming through uh, bringing those larvae. So, uh, another- Man, they are showing some really uh, terrible pictures of tick infestation. Um, I'm not sure if this is on a human or an animal or what, but it, it's, almost, it's hard to even look at. And this is from this area. The disease, pyroplasmosis, uh, transmitted by a tick. We actually, uh, I personally feel like uh, that tick showed up, that infected tick showed up, uh, coming in on people's clothing out of Mexico. Uh, hoof and mouth disease is on the horizon. A lot of these people are coming from countries that have hoof and mouth disease, and that would be devastating for the United States livestock industry if hoof and mouth disease shows up in the United States. And it's a big concern because a lot of these people that are sneaking in here could have that virus on their tennis shoes. Uh, that's a that's a huge concern for us. It would be absolutely devastating to, to the United States agriculture industry if that if that disease shows. Now remember the systematic takedown of America, it, it, and it is all by design. They're accomplishing so many things with this illegal alien invasion. You know the excuse to impose martial law ultimately because let's say enough people turn up at the borders. And enough people turn out to protest that they have to just lock things down and show them who's boss. You've got these illegal aliens acting as literal disease vectors. Meaning they're the the vectors for transport of a myriad of different diseases that we will get into. Um, All of these diseases for for livestock, these tick-borne uh, diseases, tuberculosis, uh, all of the, so many different things. I, I think we're going to list a little bit more of them later. And then you've got the spiritual aspect. What kind of cult were they in? 
when they came here. Most of these people are not born-again Bible-believing Christians. And so much of them, like I said, are, are into some kind of Catholic slash because what they do is they combine Catholicism with the Santa Morte death cult. So then you have the spiritual, further spiritual defilement that they're that they're causing, and then the economic impact that it that it is having, and and how that there's so many different things, and then ultimately to bring about the North American Union. I believe that's why they're really ramping this up because I think that Satan is looking, sitting back and saying, you know, this is really an important thing for us to implement this because if we can pull this off in totality and really, really see this through with these illegal aliens uh, coming into America, we can accomplish and kill so many birds with one stone. And I really think that's why it's near and dear to Satan's cold black heart. And there's a, a multiplicity of other diseases. Swine flu can be transmitted from people to the swine industry. Most recent, within the past couple of years, there's been diseased animals come through our Transpecos. Horses being brought in with pyroplasmosis out of Mexico, and uh, cattle being brought in to be sold at markets in Texas that are Mexican origin cattle that actually have brucellosis. That could affect our brucellosis-free status here in Texas down the road if it's not contained and, and stopped. Yeah, and then the human side of it with uh, scabies and TB. A multiplicity of diseases, uh, measles, uh, chicken pox. These uh, women and children, you know, given the vouchers, you know, more or less released into our society, is they're not tested for TB before they're released into into our society. Once they get here, the amount of damage that they do. Property damage is staggering, and uh, and if you'll look at the fences south of the checkpoint, there's a 12-mile stretch there where uh, the ranchers uh, along the highway cannot run cattle on their ranch because those fences are constantly be- being destroyed on a daily basis. And our uh, perimeter fences uh, around the rest of the ranch are constantly being compromised. Last week, uh, uh, the boys spent two days out here fixing five or six spots where the fences were either cut or torn down uh, by large groups of people coming through. We have windmills in, in, in every pasture, and uh, what they'll do, they'll come up and break the float off um, where the water will come out of the pipe, coming straight out of the ground, and the water will be pumped out on the ground instead of the water holding the trough. And uh, with that, it'll leave the pasture without water. It's a big problem. We have So again, this is a real good indicator of what type of, um, for the most part, I believe slime bags we're dealing with here. They have no regard. They come into a country that's that's not even they're not even a citizen of, and they they ruin it as soon as they come in. They take down fences. They leave un, ungodly amounts of trash and just disgusting garbage along the way. They 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 uh, break these they th- they break like these windmills that he was talking about. It's all for self centered purposes. Then they threaten the ranchers on top of that with death. The, the coyotes and stuff. If they say anything, I mean that's just a couple, a few of the things that are that the they're doing. So this gives you a good indication of what caliber of person you're dealing with here. One windmill that usually averages um, damage at least once or twice a month. And so ram and running is pretty common in this area. Oh yeah, yeah, bailouts and running through the fences an everyday occurrence. Sometimes seven or eight or ten times a day. If there is a, a dead migrant on your land, it, would you just naturally look for vultures? Usually uh, it's the buzzards, the vultures. Uh, you know, half the time we see vultures, it could be a, a, 
an illegal alien uh, that died on your property. You see a lot of the tragic stories of the immigrants dying of dehydration, and they're just they're next to a road. They could have gotten water. One of the last deaths we've had on our property was, you know, right there on the highway on our fence line, and uh, uh, you know they found her. Uh, Now, I'm just warning, if you watch this, they're showing pictures of these dead bodies they're talking about. And some of them are pretty bad. Um, But, you know, this is another wonderful fruit of of this illegal alien um, invasion. You know, uh, just more, just, again, a tree is known by the fruit it produces. And you look at the fruit that illegal immigration has 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 born in this country and it's just wicked and rotten to the core there she died five feet from a crawl hole 30 feet from the highway so she almost made it uh, she had one sock on her foot three dollars in her pocket and a little spanish uh, uh bible and that was it on the ground the agents are I, I really hope she wasn't praying to god saying oh god you know i know this is your will that i come here illegally and and get me i mean she probably was and I'm, it's like, you know, I hope she went to heaven. I hope she really was born again saved. I don't know. She's probably a Catholic. But I'm just saying, I mean, come on. How could you possibly go to God in prayer and say, well, God, I, I know it's totally illegal, and, and I know I'm not even a resident of that state, but you know what? I'm going to do it anyway, God, because I think you'll be with me. But this is the attitude of so many of the illegal aliens. And, and I know because I've dealt with people defending them. And it's like, it doesn't matter what, it doesn't matter that if you boil it back down, all of this is an illegal activity. That you could never, never, ever in a million years get away with this in Mexico or any other Central American country. You could never go there and do the same things you're doing. But it's okay for them to do it to us. And we have no compassion as Americans because we don't agree that it's a wonderful, wonderful thing. And so I've dealt with a lot of that as well. Frustrated. Morale is low. Uh, they don't. They don't like to see their work. You know, when they've apprehended these people, they don't like to see them just released into our society. They want them deported as much as you and I. All these border patrol agents we know are dedicated, patriotic people. We depend on them to be able to live here. I mean, if we didn't have the border patrol here, we probably wouldn't be here. I mean, it, uh, we we absolutely depend on them for our safety here. Now, just to let you know, though, it's not, it's not the way it is everywhere. I've read too many accounts of that is not, and I think, again, you can get into a regional situation where you have a lot of corruption. Uh, obviously, up at the top, it's all corrupt, because ultimately, they're, they're going to be carrying out Obama's orders. Uh, you know, near, near the top of the food chain, I believe, the more corrupt it gets. And if the head is sick, eventually the whole body's going to become sick as well. Equip them with the uh, proper equipment that they need, night vision equipment, the latest night vision equipment, more boots on the ground. Um, you know, we probably wouldn't be dealing with what we're dealing with right now, but that's not the case. You know, that's not happening. They had asked years ago for more. Again, a fence would be, like, primary number one priority, I would think. And then these other things that he mentioned, you know, would also be. And then, you know, a fence plus, I don't mean just like a chain-link fence. I mean a substantial fence plus, um, you know monitoring of that of that fence like you're going to get in any other country you know so that's what we're really the main thing would be that help 
and instead they were cut. And and now all of a sudden they're finding the government's finding all this money to house these illegals and feed them and cater them uh, when this could have been avoided. The criminal element. So what she was saying there is that they've cut all of this funding to the border patrol and to make to ensure that this is going to happen. But oh, now we have all this money to to house them and to feed them and, and to bring them in and make sure that they get to their appointed destinations. Of course, that's coming from you, that money, you know. But um, that's that's the, the the hypocrisy. One other element of the hypocrisy that we're dealing with is still coming through, and there's a substantial amount of that traffic slipping through here, and we're experiencing it every day. We've had a lot of traffic this week. There's been a number of encounters with these guys. Uh, there's imminent danger out here. These people have criminal intent. Uh, it would be nothing for us to to be killed and. And the house uh, ransacked and uh, vehicles stolen. But there's only one way for this criminal element, the gang members, the the young men that have been multi, uh, deported multi-times, and this is their only route through. And and this is what I'm seeing is, is all young males. Uh, I would say the last 50 or 60 uh, illegal immigrants that I've seen out here have been uh, 90%, 95% male. A lot of these teenage boys coming from El Salvador and Guatemala, to be able to su- survive in Guatemala City, Guatemala, you know, by the time they're 13 years old, if they're not a gang member, they don't live. And uh, that's what we're experiencing here. And they've they've them, murdered somebody. Yeah, well, they've murdered somebody, or they had to be a, a gang member to be able to survive. We know for a fact that uh, these gang members that are coyotes that lead the the humans through here are ruthless and heartless, and uh, if somebody gets cramped up, they walk off and leave them. They don't call 911 to give a location where this person is. They tell them they're going to die. Sometimes they abuse them, beat them up a little bit, slap them around, and then leave them, and that's usually where they die. What advice would you give people visiting this area of Texas? Well, everybody just knows that, you know, you need to be very vigilant. Uh, you don't want to let any of these people get too close to you. Uh, you want to keep a distance. Uh, you want to keep a cell phone with you? And the biggest reason I believe he's saying that there is because they're disease vectors, like what he talked about earlier. A lot of this country doesn't have cell phone service, but you definitely need to be armed. And your Second Amendment rights are very, very crucial to be able to live here. It's a way past time to, to stand up and secure the border. Uh, no question there's a huge criminal element coming in here going everywhere. They're showing a picture of what the drug cartels did. Um, it looks... I don't know if this is in, I think it's in a Mexican town where they've literally over an overpass, they've hung one, two, three, four, five, six, I think it goes out of frame, but at least six people over an overpass. This is standard procedure for these drug cartels, and they're the ones that that um, um, are, are the main adherents of the Santa Morte death cult, the worshipping of the angel of death. This is who they're going to to get their power to do more wickedness, to transport more drugs, to make more money, to get what they want. Now, I've done a whole teaching on this. Kian uh, Santa, like Santa Claus, in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com to understand the wickedness of what we're dealing with here, because I've covered a lot of aspects of this, and I believe increasingly more and more this is part of the whole reason that they want 
these people to come into our country. I'm not saying all the children that are coming here are, are practitioners of that, but their parents might be, and they might be. And sure enough, these drug cartels that are coming in, the MS-13 and these other uh, unbelievably ruthless gangs, guaranteed they're, they're actually practicing Santa Morte with who knows what other pagan thing that they're into city in the United States, even Washington, D.C. People from terrorist countries, uh, uh, countries that are deemed uh, uh, special interest countries, pouring in here undetected. Okay, again, and now we get in the Middle East Islamic faction, which is even as bad as what we're talking about. That has the potential to be far, far worse than even the illegal alien invasion, because these people, when they are given the green light, when those Islamic sleeper cells are activated, and they've been here probably since at least the 80s, and only have grown and grown and grown, and have more honed in and honed in on their targets, like reservoirs, poisoning reservoirs, and and, um, going after substations, uh, electrical power grids, uh, poisoning the air, the food supply, spread, you know, uh, mass distribution of anthrax uh, through things called like venturis on an airplane on, on a, like a small plane or even even on a car on an interstate there's all kind of different ways that they can just create unbelievable havoc with a small amount of people when, when I don't believe these people are going to do that the illegal aliens from Central America now I do think that they could be part of Obama's uh, homeland security force and I do believe that there's indications they will be recruited into that to be the ones actually coming to your door, these MS-13 and these gang members working with the Russians and the Chinese troops and, and um, I believe, corrupt factions of our own government, I believe, yes, they could be recruited for that, definitely. But the Islamic side of it, I believe, poses the greatest risk because of what they say and what they're being trained to do um, regarding these other things, you know, knocking out, all the infrastructure of the United States. They're just born across the border as well. So that that's another reason that, that this is being encouraged. But see, what they wanted to get everybody doing is focusing on the children. Let's look at the children. Oh, it's a humanitarian crisis. Oh, we got to save the children. Oh, oh, whatever. Anything, to, anything to, to do right by the children when they should have never been here in the first place. And again, what type of parent sends them into the meat grinder out in the middle of the night, into the meat grinder of Satanism that they'd have to do to cross just to even get here. So, it's just total insanity we're dealing with here. Satanic insanity. Uh, it's time to step up and shut the border down. Uh, we can shut the border down in Afghanistan or Iraq. Uh, that's a big priority. Our biggest priority needs to be shut down the south, the southwestern border. This has made an awareness to the rest of the country because now the rest of the country is getting these people shipped to their backyards. And, you know, we've always said what's coming through our backyard is hit, heading to their backyard. Yep, she's right. And we're going to actually talk about that a little bit more as well. Okay, I'm going to now play a, uh, it's going to be about an 11-minute clip from uh, Michael Savage. I'm not a Michael Savage advocate at all, okay? But he, in this particular case, he has a pretty unique perspective, being a, uh, I believe he's an epidemiologist, and he's actually written books on this exact thing um, that I'm just going to kind of let him explain. I didn't realize he had this type of background. 
And uh, I, I listened to this and I said, you know, this really segues nicely into what we just heard, the audio clip that we just heard. And, and actually, he brings up some other points that um, I really hadn't been aware of or thinking of as well. So I'm going to go ahead and play this clip now. An epidemics, welcome to the Savage Nation. What the liberal media is hiding from you can be dangerous for your safety, your security, and your health. I've got to go back in time because this is a topic that I have basically been working on since the late 70s. I've been trying to warn America about what uh, unscreened immigrants will be bringing into America. I will remind you that I worked on this in 1982, 82, that's an 8 and a 2. Soon after getting my doctorate in 1978, I tried to publish my seventh book entitled Immigrants and Epidemics, along with the chairman, the dean actually, of one of the uh, most important public health universities in America. I will not name him nor the university. We're talking about prestigious. And although my previous books had done well, all publishers in New York in 1982 said we cannot publish a book on immigrants and epidemics, no matter how well or factual it's re- factually true it is, we can't publish it for political reasons. Well, I got so angry, along with other things that were happening, that I made my radio tape, and I went into radio, blah, 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 in 94. Since 94, I, like Paul Revere, have been riding across America, almost to no avail, trying to warn you what would happen if you let liberalism run amok, which it has done. And right now, ladies and gentlemen, you're not going to hear this, You're not going to hear it, but we have tuberculosis, hand and foot disease, Chagos disease, uh, previously eradicated from the area of Southern California, on the rise, and testing positive in Murrieta Border Patrol agents. Other diseases that are emerging, including uh, include H1N1 swine flu, chickenpox, amongst Border Patrol agents. The Border Patrol is being threatened with lawsuits and firing if they disclose this. Congressmen are being turned away from the border as they go to investigate this surge of infected illegal aliens being thrown across the border at us. This is very serious because yesterday it reached a flashpoint when a group of 300 to 400 people blocked buses carrying illegal immigrants into their community. They said enough is enough. You're not dumping them on our shore. What they should have said is take them right to Nancy Pelosi's block on Pacific Heights. Take them right up to Broadway and drop them on Broadway outside Pelosi's house because all of them have a spark of divinity. They have a spark of divinity? I'm sure they do. Sure they have a spark of divinity. Oh, I'm sure they do. What kind of mothers do to humans what they wouldn't do to a dog? If you drop a dog off on the side of a street and run away, you're considered a bad person. You could be arrested. But the federal government has no problem dropping children off on the side of a road. Do you understand what's going on? Oh, oh, again, but what about the mothers and the fathers that are sending these their children out into the night to cross thousands or hundreds of miles? I, I mean, that's even worse because the gauntlet is so much. It's so much further. It's so much. I mean, more fraught with peril and death and evil. Do you know what this flood of incoming illegal immigrants is bringing into the United States of America? Do you know that your U.S. government officials can be arrested for refusing to protect Americans 
from the dangerous diseases that they're exposing us to? Do you understand that they're waging a war against conservative communities by bringing in whole populations of automatic Democrat voters, legal or illegal? Do you oh, that's another huge reason. The Democratic voter base that's created literally overnight through these illegal aliens that are now registered voters and can, you know, <laughs> they're going to vote forever who they're told to vote for. You know, they're getting they're getting something. They're you know uh, the 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 you're not going to bite the hand that's feeding you, and that's exactly what this is also about. Understand that this is not ultra tolerance for immigrants, but a war against America. Now, back in the past, I did shows on immigrants and epidemics because I know more about it than anybody in radio, more about it than anyone in the history of radio. God bless everyone who's talking about it, but they don't know as much about it as I do because it was my field in graduate school. And back in 94, I did a tape. Back in 05, I did a tape. But most importantly... In a 2005 book, Liberalism is a Mental Disorder, I tried to warn America. I should have won a Nobel Prize for what I was doing. Instead, I've been castigated. Instead of what... <laughs> this guy's really got no no shortage of ego. I mean, man, he is he's about as bad as Rush Limbaugh as far as just self-aggrandizement. I mean, it's just almost to the point of being laughable. So I apologize for that, but uh, that's just how he rolls. Winning all the prizes that an individual like me should have won, I was castigated and spat upon by the illegitimate in our media and in our government. But that didn't stop me, did it? And here I am, trying to warn you once again, once again acting as the Paul Revere of America, once again repeating the message I've been repeating for many, many 30 years now, maybe more than 30 years. I haven't stopped, have I? Have I given up? Have I put the hat on? Have I picked up a golf club and gone off and said, the heck with it, I can't, I can't stop it? No, I haven't picked up the golf club. I picked up the microphone. I picked it up in 94, and I don't intend to put it down until God takes my cold, dead hands off the microphone. That's when I'll stop. I want to go back to liberalism as a mental disorder in the chapter called Alien Invasion. I want to read you a paragraph. This ultra-tolerance for illegals is a byproduct of liberalism and has been unchecked for decades. Not one U.S. administration since 1980 has been serious about stopping the invasion, much less controlling it. We had a glimmer of hope with President Reagan. He said the simple truth is that we've lost control of our own borders, and no nation can do that and survive. That was Reagan. And then a bushel dropped on that little light of Reagan's. While his assessment was correct, the president promptly signed legislation granting amnesty to millions of illegal aliens. Most experts agree that Reagan's move led to even more illegal immigration, not less. And I want to pause right there. Many of you glorify and sanctify Ronald Reagan. What you don't understand is he signed amnesty for millions of them. Did you know that? So if you think it's a problem that began... There all these presidents are just doing what they're told. They're puppets. Okay going back as far back as whatever. I mean, so that's just a fact, and, and the Illuminati installs these people, and they're, they do what they're told to do. With Obama, you're mistaken. And if you think that both parties are not in on this invasion, you're mistaken. I go on. <clears throat> I say it's an old lesson of economics. You get more of what you subsidize. Concessions give birth to more concessions. It's time to slam the door shut. Why does America set out the welcome mat for those who subvert our immigration procedures? 
who snaked their way across our border just to stab us in the back. Why do we allow illegals with bogus papers to steal jobs from U.S. citizens who waited their turn and got here legally? Why do we look the other way when we know that nearly three-quarters of the cocaine and half of the heroin consumed in America enters across the U.S.-Mexican border? This is That's another huge issue. All the drugs that come in through the, the borders being open like this. And, and how does that defile our nation? On what level? And then how he says they, they sneak across the border so they can stab us in the back. I saw multiple pictures just today of, like, little girls. I mean, like, I don't know, not very old. And they're, like, giving us the middle finger. They look, they're really dark skinned. They look like they're probably, like, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what country. Central America, Mexico, I don't know. And it's, and it's like, really? You're, you're coming here, you're going to be given all this stuff, and then we get the middle finger too? They're burning American flags? That was done, uh, just the other day. They're, they're, they're coming out, chanting La Raza, La Raza, which is the race, which is the reconquering of America, uh, to, it basically kill the gringo type of, type of attitude. There were usurpers, and, and this is their right, and, and that they deserve everything they're going to get, and whatever happens to us, they don't care. I mean, I'm not saying they're all that way, but it's like a lot of them are. A, a very good percentage. From 2005. And speaking of drugs, I wrote, here's one for you red diaper doper babies. Did you know every year the drug cartels and their warlords stuff $500 million into the back pockets of corrupt Mexican generals for the sole purpose of buying protection from armed escorts? Which begs the question, I wrote, why doesn't the president at least call out the National Guard to stop this threat to our health, welfare, and security? This was in 2005, long before Obama. We don't know where Obama was. If the National Guard were called out, okay, let's say working even in conjunction with our own militias, okay, we could secure the border in, like, days, Okay, I don't know exactly how long it takes to mobilize all that. Let, let's say let's say weeks. I don't know. Okay, but within a month, easily, I would have to say. And and in fact, there's already militia down there right now. And then what you could do is, in in concert with that, you could start a the the securing of the fence project, where it would be like in the Bible, um, uh, where um, in in Jerusalem. Okay, so if we go to Je- Nehemiah verse, um, well, chapter 1, verse 3, Nehemiah, and it said, They said unto me, The remnant that are left of the captivity there in the province are in great affliction and reproach, and the wall of Jerusalem is broken down, and the gates thereof are burned with fire. And it came to pass when I heard these words that I sat down and wept and mourned certain days and fasted and prayed before the God of heaven. This had such an effect on Nehemiah when he realized the gates were broken down and the gates there were burned with fire that I mean, you know he mourned for certain days and fasted and prayed before the God of heaven. We have a whole border that's wide open. Now I'm not saying that we should compare Jerusalem to the USA but I'm talking about the concept here. You know and then it goes on to say that, that you know later that when they were when they were literally rebuilding the gates and the walls that you know many times they would have 
you know, a sword in one hand and be in, in, in like building with the other. And what I'm saying is that if we, if we sent the National Guard down there, and I think if the militia helped them, they could easily secure the border, and then they could send in their construction crews to, you know, erect a, you know, a fence that's going to actually keep them out. That would be the first step. But, you know, obviously Obama has no interest in doing anything like that. So let's go ahead and go back to uh, the audio that we were hearing. 2005. I don't even know if he was in, in office at that time. But it was Reagan doing it. And I wrote, neither Republicans nor Democrats want to stop the flow. Why, I ask? It's a little cynical, but one Cochise County Sheriff who works the border put it this way. He said, people in Washington get up in the morning... Their laundry is done, their floors are clean, their meals are cooked. Guess who's doing that? And I wrote, a little cynicism will keep you healthy. While America had her shirts pressed, her floors washed, and her food cooked, the guys on the front lines, the U.S. Border Patrol, with the thankless job of defending our southern flank, and I go into the numbers of how many they've, you know, intervened and grabbed. But let me read you something. I ask who's to blame. Hypocritical politicians on the political left and right, that's who to blame. Their negligence is inexcusable. Article 4, Section 4 of the U.S. Constitution says this, one, one line, the United States shall guarantee to every state in this union a republican form of government and shall protect each of them against invasion. Shall protect each state against invasion, my emphasis. And so I wrote, thanks to their failure to follow the Constitution, with the same fervor with which they slavishly follow poll numbers, our borders are more porous than your grandmother's sieve. We've got money for abortion education. We've got foreign aid dollars for Iraqis and Palestinians. We've got bucks for AmeriCorps to plant trees for Earth Day, but we don't have the money to protect our borders. You get the picture. I've been at this for a long time. And we thought we had a slight victory when George Bush increased money for the Border Patrol. But little did we know that one day we would wake up to the gravest threat to our survival in the lifetime of this nation with an alien invasion never before seen in a sovereign nation. An invasion orchestrated in the White House itself according to everything I could discern. Orchestrated by invisible hands surrounding the president, perhaps the president himself, for reasons you can well understand by now. Reasons, of course, that are purely political and purely dangerous for the rest of the nation. Yesterday, three to four hundred American protesters in Southern California came out with American flags, and they just said no, and they blocked the buses. It's the beginning of the next American Revolution. This is not a joke. Take a look at their faces. Women, men, children holding signs, stop illegal immigration. A crowd of them said no to this fascist government. Take a look at the faces. It says the real America. It says the real America, and you're not going to dump these on us. Then you see women with their fists raised, saying, wake up America. Stop illegal immigration. And then you see illegals arguing with them, getting in their face. And then you see veterans with flags, with signs that say, veterans' rights first. And then you see women jumping in front of police cars, not letting the police cars interfere with the protest. And do you understand what this means? Do you understand what's going to happen when they dump them in your community? 
Do you understand what's going to happen when a soccer mom awakens one morning and her daughter's hair is crawling with lice? Do you understand what's going to happen when she awakens one morning and her little darling comes home testing positive for tuberculosis because one of the divinely inspired children of Nancy Pelosi was permitted to enter that classroom with tuberculosis? Now, I want to pause right here because it's easy for you to say that I'm simply a... a Which will then also, excuse me, also be the a, a wonderful excuse, if we have any type of epidemic along those lines, to mass vaccinate everybody again. Because again, this is about getting everybody vaccinated with their death vaccines. And so this will also play into the hands of Satan regarding that whole scenario. Uh, an alarmist. I'm a racist, I'm a thisist, or I'm a thatist. Well, you got it all wrong. The only ist I am is an epidemiologist. I'm not a racist. I am not an alarmist. I'm an epidemiologist by training. This is Michael Savage. When I come back, I will play for you a tape from my show in 2005 when I tried to warn America what was coming to no avail. I'll be right back. Join the Savage Nation. Call now. Join the Savage Nation. Anyway, um, so, yeah, the, that ends there, essentially, the thing. So I didn't actually have a chance to hear the other side of that. But, uh, so, we've looked at this now. Now we're going to actually look at more of the, um, the side of it where what's going on in Murrieta, California, um, and a lot of other different aspects of this. So I'm going to go ahead and end part one here, and we'll see you back for part two next. God bless you. Scott Johnson's 800-plus audio teachings and PDF documents are available for free 24-7 on the Internet at contendingfortruth.com. That's C-O-N-T-E-N-D-I-N-G for F-O-R truth t-r-u-t-h dot com in addition we also offer a free christian current event and health email newsletter you can sign up at contendingfortruth.com these email newsletters typically only generate about three to six emails per month if you subscribe to both lists please prayerfully help us to continue this work for mail correspondence or to support this ministry our mailing address is 2359 Highway 70 Southeast, box number 321, Hickory, North Carolina, 28602. Or on the internet, a PayPal donation link can be found at contendingfortruth.com. Thank you, and may the Lord Jesus Christ richly bless you.